Welcome to Discover Healthier. Everything you need to know about health brought to you by Discovery Health. I'm Azania Musaka. You can join the conversation as we explore some of the most pressing matters in the healthcare environment today. Our wide variety of topics and specialist guests will empower you to care for your health now and in the future. A crisis such as COVID-19 affects all business sectors. However, it puts particular spotlight on insurers who can expect to be inundated with claims, calls for clarity, support and much more. I know I have many questions about what it takes for a healthcare funder to respond to an unprecedented situation such as the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, we kick off a new three-part podcast series in which we explore Discovery Health and Discovery Health Medical Scheme's coordinated response to the challenge of COVID-19. What does it take to give members and broader society the help they really need at this time? With me on the line is Chris Jones, Head of Technical Marketing for Discovery Health. He's worked closely on the launch of all the COVID-19 benefits for scheme members. Chris, thank you for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. Hopefully I can share some insights today. Absolutely. Perhaps let's start by asking you to tell us about what it means to nurture a spirit of innovation in the context of the sort of pressures that come with the global pandemic. Sure. I think it's it's a great question. And probably the starting point is if you look at Discovery as a company, Discovery's core purpose is to make people healthier and enhance and protect their lives. And I suppose given the pressures from a global perspective, from a South African perspective with regards to COVID-19, it's maybe just allowed us to have a singular focus around COVID-19 and ensure ultimately we're protecting our members. We're designing benefits that are relevant for them, that are adding value for them, that, that are offering them cover or protection in the times that they most need it. And I suppose that's what's been driving the spirit of innovation, this, this idea, I suppose, to make sure that our members have appropriate cover, have, have the best cover at this period in time, that they're very comfortable, I suppose, with the level of cover that they get from Discovery Health Medical Scheme. So how did Discovery Health Medical Scheme go about deciding what sort of product benefits would be appropriate, would be relevant in the context of a pandemic? So we've got a clinical team, a group of doctors who will provide a lot of clinical input, as well as we've been monitoring very closely how this pandemic has been tracking out over the last two, three months from a South African perspective. The starting point, maybe just to take you through some of the journeys, I suppose, the starting point, we first launched a set of benefits for members of the scheme back on the 20th of March, which feels a lifetime ago. Mm. At that point in time, when we launched these series of benefits, it was a set of benefits for members who were diagnosed with COVID-19. And it was to cover their testing as well as to offer them various different out-of-hospital benefits. So to cover the cost of their consultation, of their x-rays, of their supportive medicine, et cetera, Mm -hmm. as well as they'd ordinarily have their in-hospital covered through the scheme. And I suppose just to put that into context, that was at a time when South Africa had just over 200 cases. So it was very, very early on in the pandemic. Mm. Then as things have evolved, I suppose we've adapted, we've listened to what is most relevant to our members and then adjusted what are the relevant benefits. So when the national lockdown was announced, when President Ramaphosa announced that we were going to level five for the national lockdown, a lot of the questions that were coming through from our members from small and medium-sized enterprises was, unfortunately, in this period, we're not working, we're not necessarily receiving income. Is there anything that you can do to provide us some form of financial support or financial relief? And so it was there very much looking at what we could do to assist members at that point in time. More recently, I think our focus has shifted given the extent 
of the cases in South Africa, given the extent of the cases globally, and also what we've learned from a global perspective. And I think now at the moment, a couple of weeks ago, we launched a new set of benefits for members of the scheme. Mm. And the focus is very much how do we provide a comprehensive set of benefits for members who are trying to understand their risk, who are potentially concerned that they may have COVID-19 so that they can go for appropriate screening and testing and have comfort that that, they will be covered during that process. As well as what's critical, I think, is that we're learning more and more that members who we classify as at-risk members, Mm. either due to their age or because they've got a chronic condition, that those are the members who are more likely to have complications if they have COVID-19. And so then designing the set of benefits focused very much on those individuals to support them during this period of time. So it's, I suppose, just adapting, learning from this pandemic, understanding what our members need and how we can offer members value during this period of time. Yes, you also designed or came up with what you call the World Health Organization Global Outbreak Benefit. What kind of research guided you in terms of this particular benefit? Great question. And a lot of it would be guided by our clinical team. What is clinically appropriate? What is relevant? It would be guided by international experience. So understanding some of the other countries where the pandemic has maybe occurred slightly earlier, learning from them, I suppose, learning what is most relevant, how we should be providing various different benefits to members of the medical scheme, as well as to some extent also guided by the regulations. So the Council for Medical Schemes has been updating the prescribed minimum benefit guidelines and what medical schemes should be offering. If you don't mind, if I can maybe just give you an example. One of the areas that is coming out from an international perspective that we see members who are potentially at risk, they develop something called silent hypoxia if they've got COVID-19. And so what this really means is that they're not suffering from a shortness of breath. They don't have increased respiratory rate, but unfortunately, the oxygenation levels are starting to drop. And so they're more at risk of developing complications given that they've got COVID-19, given that they've got hypoxia, but they're also not necessarily displaying any of symptoms. And from a clinical perspective, I suppose there's still a few different hypotheses in terms of why COVID-19 leads to silent hypoxia. But from Discovery's perspective, from Discovery Health Medical Scheme's perspective, when we saw this international research, when we recognized the impact that it could have on some of our at-risk members, it was Mm -hmm. then critical to design a benefit and include that in our WHO Global Outbreak Benefit. And so what we ended up doing was we said, if a member is at risk, if they do develop COVID-19, then what we will offer to them is a pulse oximeter, which is a device that will be delivered to the member's home and it would measure their oxygenation levels. So mm. it will track and hopefully the member's oxygenation levels stay around 90%, just over 90%. But if they start to drop off, yeah. then we can offer the member alternative forms of assistance, etc. So I think very much guided by what has been the international experience and from a clinical perspective, what makes most sense from benefit design perspective. Yes. And what happens? So you're at home and you've got this little gadget. As you said, you can provide additional support. So how does the member know that it may be time for that additional support? Great question. And so there, it's not only just delivering this device to them, Mm. but it's also getting one of our wellness specialists to reach out to them, explaining to them how to utilize the device, having a couple additional follow-up consultations, checkups, monitoring them on an ongoing basis. Mm. So you're right, it's a comprehensive package. It's, It's not just about delivering the device, but it's making sure that you're providing the member with support, but then you've also got one who's got that expertise or that knowledge 
who can assist the member and guide the member as they're going through this period. Remember, I suppose many of these members, they're at risk. They've just been diagnosed with COVID-19. They would potentially have a few different concerns. They might be quite fearful. And so it's really important, I suppose, to have someone who's got the clinical expertise to assist them, to maybe give them comfort, but also for them to understand, I suppose, that we're tracking their situation and can assist them if there are complications that do arise. Yeah, so someone monitoring you at a distance with regular checking in. But how do we access, how do members access this WHO Global Outbreak Benefit? So we've tried to make it relatively easy for members to access it. They can either go onto their Discovery app or they can go onto the Discovery website or they can call through to Discovery. So if they go onto the app and they go to the COVID-19 section of the app, they'll be asked a few various different questions just to understand, are they displaying any symptoms? So do they have a cough? Do they have a fever, etc.? And if they are displaying some of the symptoms of COVID-19, what it would then do is it would open up a consultation whereby the member can have a screening consultation with their GP. Now, we recognize in the current environment, particularly when we're level five or level four lockdown, not many members would actually want to go out to go through to their GP practices. So we also allow that GP consultation to happen virtually. We've got a platform called Doctor Connect, where the member can either consult with their own GP. Or we've got a panel of COVID-19 GPs that the member can consult with. And after that consultation, if the GP thinks that it's appropriate for the member to be tested for COVID-19, then we'd open up and we'd cover the cost of the member's test for COVID-19, irrespective of whether the member tests positive or negative. If the member does test positive, that's when the member would then get access to a few additional benefits. So that would include say, additional GP consultation, follow-up pathology tests, x-ray screening, etc., access to an isolation hotel benefit, whereby if the member wants to self-isolate so that they're not necessarily around their family members and exposing their family members, that they would be able to go and self-isolate at one of the partner hotels. So it starts off, I suppose, with member understanding, are they at risk of COVID-19? Are they potentially am? or red status. If they are at risk, I suppose, it then just opens up this pathway. But what's critical, I suppose, is to try and make it as intuitive, as easy as possible for the member. And I think that's why we've tried what we hope is quite an easy member journey. And the member can do it in various ways that a lot of members use our Discovery app on a daily basis. But for those who prefer to use the web or for those who just simply want to call in, that they'll be able to follow the exact same journey. And if they do test positive for COVID-19, that they will then be able to access all of the relevant benefits. Right. Wow. I could see myself, Chris, in this line, this progression that you've just given out, you know, the story that you've just told about what a member can do and what we're likely to experience. Because just before the lockdown, I had traveled and within the 14 days after the lockdown, I felt a little bit under the weather, contacted, of course, Discovery and was able to do a screening and a doctor's visit. And it was quite an interesting experience because you have to be responsible. Call ahead, mention that you have traveled, even though we have community spread at the time. The priority, of course, was around people who had traveled and was able to get a thorough check with that swab at the back of the throat at the time. So this outline, really, we can see what the steps are for anyone who's listening, anyone right now who's developed symptoms that suggest, as you said, you can screen, you can answer a couple of questions, you can screen to see if indeed it could be COVID-19 and you could then take it further. It's laid out quite clearly. 
Yeah, and I think that's key because for members during this time, you want to have a journey that's very intuitive. It must be very easy for the member to access and it must be very simple and straightforward. And I think in the world of medical schemes and the environment that we live in, the benefits sometimes can be quite complicated, Mm. but you just need to try and make that journey as easy as possible from the member's perspective. Yes, and now you also partnered with Vodacom so we can keep this virtual to make sure that we minimize contact with healthcare workers. They're able to stay safe, but even for ourselves, as there is a lot of anxiety, as you mentioned, with being in personal contact with other people. Yes, you've touched on this partnership with Vodacom. It was a really exciting announcement from Discovery side and Vodacom side a couple of months ago where we opened up this platform to allow individuals to go for a risk assessment and then also to open up virtual consultations for members. And I suppose it's one of the underlying principles was we didn't want to just make it available to our own Discovery members, but it would also be available to more of the general public. So what Discovery did, what Vodacom did was place money into what we call a healthcare fund, and funding the first 100,000 consultations for mm. all South Africans who are potentially concerned that they may have COVID-19 that go through that risk assessment on the Discovery website and they get referred to a GP consultation that they don't necessarily have to pay for that GP consultation out of their own pocket, that they can rather have the comfort that they can have that GP consultation, have an expert understand and listen to whether they potentially do have COVID-19 and give them relevant advice, possibly refer them for COVID-19 test. So what does COVID-19 cost medical schemes in South Africa's industry to date? And are we really at the beginning of the pandemic in South Africa? So maybe if I answer your second question first, I think from our side, our view is that we're definitely in the early stages, unfortunately, of COVID-19. That today, President Ramaphosa released a note highlighting that, unfortunately, just over a thousand South Africans have passed away due to COVID-19. And on reflection, it's unfortunate, the very large number of individuals who have passed away. But when you go and look at some of the experts, whether it's the South African COVID-19 Modeling Consortium or the Actuarial Society of South Africa, when they have gone and modeled out how they expect this COVID-19 pandemic to play out. They're projecting anywhere from 40 to 50,000 South Africans will unfortunately pass away during COVID-19. So from our view, we think it's still very much in the early stages. We think that this outbreak will only peak from a South African perspective in the next three to four months. And unfortunately, with that, I think from a medical scheme side, there are quite significant costs that we expect that all medical schemes across the industry are going to have to cover. Firstly, it's very much providing members with access to screening and testing so that they understand whether or not they've got COVID-19 and if they've got COVID-19, they can seek appropriate treatment. And then secondly, if they do have COVID-19, about 80% of the cases are relatively mild. But for about 20% of the cases, they ultimately result in the member being hospitalized. And with hospitalization, we do see quite high costs that members come through. They can be, at the moment, I think the average cost per hospital event is around 80,000 grand, Mm. which is quite a lot higher than a normal hospital event. So what we're projecting from a medical scheme industry perspective is that these costs relating to screening and testing, as well as to providing members with cover for hospital admissions over the next 12 to 18 months can be anywhere from about 7 billion rand to north of 30 billion rand, just depending on the extent 
of the pandemic and the number of South Africans that are infected and do require hospitalization. So we do expect that there will be a large amount of costs that medical schemes will have to cover. Obviously, from Discovery Health Medical Schemes perspective, the scheme has relatively large amount of reserves. So the scheme would obviously keep aside a set amount of reserves to go and fund these adverse events, these events that we would just never have predicted. The scheme has got over 19 billion rand in reserves at solvency level as well above the regulatory required levels. And so it just does provide a bit more comfort and assurance that the scheme would be able to hopefully weather a lot of these costs that come through from COVID-19. But that being said, we do expect that these costs, it's still very early days. It's probably too early, I suppose, to get a very clear understanding of what these costs will actually be. Mm. There's a lot of uncertainty around them, but they do have the potential to be quite significant. Mm, And do you foresee that impact for quite a number of years to come for the medical scheme industry? Yes, it's definitely not something that we expect that it will just be for 2020, that we're projecting these costs will be there 2020, 2021. I suppose until such time as we see a drop off in infections, no infections, no new cases, no new hospital admissions. And that might, I suppose, either require some form of treatment or some form of vaccination, etc. We're not sure, I suppose, when that point in time in the future will be. But until that point in time where members are still, unfortunately, being diagnosed with COVID-19, have to be admitted to hospital for COVID-19, there will be quite significant costs that medical schemes will cover for their members. Well, as Discovery, you also have incredible amounts of data on COVID-19 as well as on many other aspects of being a medical scheme. What have we learned about who this disease affects and what we can do to minimize our risks of severe illness? Fantastic question. And what our team of data scientists have done is they've gone and looked at a whole number of Discovery Health Medical Scheme members who were diagnosed, who were admitted to hospital, and try and understand who is most at risk. And when we go and look at those members and what are some of the underlying risk factors that those members who are admitted to hospital have, what we learn or what we see, first of all, a couple of those factors is very much what you read about overseas in terms of the experience that, unfortunately, members who are of older ages are far more likely to be admitted to hospital should they develop COVID-19 than members of younger ages. I think the stat that we see is members who are 65 years or older, about 55 to 60% of those members ultimately end up being hospitalized mm. versus members younger than 65. It's just it's around 20% of those members. So members of older age are more likely to be hospitalized. Members with chronic conditions, particularly hypertension, diabetes, hypercholesterolemia, they're more likely to be hospitalized if they are diagnosed with COVID-19. But really the factor that we found most interesting was that individuals who engaged around physical activity, Mm. they can significantly reduce their risk of being hospitalized if they are diagnosed with COVID-19. So you might have a member who is 60 years or older, who also has got diabetes and hypertension, but if they're highly engaged in their physical activity, their risk is probably similar, if not lower, their risk of being hospitalized than a member who doesn't have those chronic conditions or a member 60 years older who doesn't have chronic conditions, who's highly engaged in physical activity. They would have a very similar risk as someone who's aged 40 to 49 who also doesn't have chronic conditions, who's just simply not engaged in physical activity. And I think it's important because when you start thinking of COVID-19, that unfortunately someone who is older who does potentially have chronic conditions, there's not much that you can do about your age or chronic conditions, but it's definitely something that you can engage in physical activity, can look after your health and wellness, and it really speaks to the immediate tangible benefits that could potentially come through if you are subsequently diagnosed with COVID-19. 
Well, Chris, with the last two answers that you've given, it's very clear that Discovery is a thought leader in the fight against this pandemic. How do you see your role? It's an interesting question, I think, that ultimately our role, I think, is guided by our members, that we go back to the core purpose of the company to make people healthier, to enhance and protect their lives. And I think our role is to look after our members, to make sure that they've got the comfortable assurance that if something were to happen to them, that their medical scheme is there for them and can offer them benefits that are relevant for them and for the condition that they've got. So I think it's been great that individuals have found these pieces of thought leadership interesting and relevant to them, particularly with regards to what we're calling that resilience index that South Africans would be able to come to the Discovery website, answer a few questions and understand what their risk of hospitalization is. Mm. But I think ultimately our role is, is still very much defined of looking after the members of the Discovery Health Medical So as we conclude, let's just look more broadly. What have the last three months taught us as a nation about how we need to respond to this pandemic in our country? So ultimately what we've learned is that some of the basic principles, such as appropriate social distancing, I suppose, minimizing exposure, washing your hands frequently, that when you're washing it, it's not just quick wash under the tap, that you're washing it for proper 20 seconds. If you cough, cough into your fixed elbow, there's a lot of fundamental basics that can go a very long way, both to minimize one's own exposure Mm. as well as to minimize exposure of others that you may be potentially around. I think it stays true that this period of national lockdown, it's potentially brought us additional time to try and flatten the curve. It's brought us maybe some breathing room to get our hospitals ready. But ultimately, I suppose, what will define the coming months, the coming years, is how us as South Africans respond to this. That Do we follow a lot of the best practice to try and minimize the risk of COVID-19? And, and if we do, hopefully the impact is less and fewer South Africans ultimately get infected. Listen, Chris, it's been fantastic speaking to you, but I want you to have the final word. Any last message for our listeners? I think it just goes back to the last point that it's please stay safe, stay at home, look after yourself, follow best practice, try and make sure you're washing your hands, you're following social distancing, etc. And just look after yourself in the coming months. And hopefully you've got that comfortable assurance that should you be diagnosed with COVID-19, that Discovery Health Medical Scheme will try and be there for you as a member of the scheme. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for your time. That was Chris Jones, Head of Technical Marketing for Discovery Health. I think it's well worth exploring the ways in which businesses are responding to society's changing needs in the context of COVID-19. So thank you to Chris for sharing some of Discovery Health's medical scheme's benefits in response to COVID-19. And isn't it great that we have more content like this to look forward to? If you've enjoyed this conversation, then make sure to look out for part two and part three of this series as we delve further into Discovery Health's innovations to support South Africans through COVID-19. I talked to General Practitioner Dr. Sudeshan Gavinder and to Anna Endres, Head of Discovery Healthcare Services, about the relevance of the COVID-19 online doctor consultations that Discovery, in partnership with Vodacom, has made a available for free to all South Africans. I also speak to Matepo Matlejoane about how access to this service saved her a world of anxiety when she developed a persistent sore throat. 
I also chat to Dr. Ron Whelan, Chief Commercial Officer of Discovery Health and to founder and chief executive of the Capital Hotels and Apartments, Mark Waxberger, about turning a top hotel into a COVID-19 isolation facility in partnership with Discovery. We also hear from Mr. Eugene Rue about his personal story of self-isolating at the Capital Empire in Santon. And I look into the dynamic business support that Discovery has put in place to help SMEs and their employees in facing the challenging financial times ahead. Thank you for listening to this episode of Discover Healthier, brought to you by Discovery Health. Join the conversation on social media with the hashtag DiscoverHealthier and tag at Discovery underscore SA. You can subscribe to our podcast channel, Discovery South Africa, on your favorite podcast app or visit discovery.co.za to listen to our shows. 